0: The moment that I met Christina, my outlook on my career and what I could accomplish completely changed. Hey, Girl Gazers, it's your favorite career queen, Taylor. Welcome back to another solo pod of Girl Gaze called Tay Talks. Girl Gaze Pod is for aspiring career queens by career queens. And today, I'm taking you through the 10 steps to pursuing a passion project. But first, you always know that I like to get things started with a gaze of the week. When I was thinking about my gaze, I was a little speechless, I'm not gonna lie. And that comes as a surprise to me and probably you too, because whenever I record solo pods, I literally sit for hours talking to myself. So running out of things to say is not really a trait of mine. (laughs) But I just have been trying to articulate the way I feel about growing on TikTok and really just establishing a true connection with all of you guys, especially on TikTok Live and all of the DMs that you guys have sent me. It's so crazy and if you were on my TikTok Live, two nights ago, you know that I like sometimes get emotional about this stuff. It like is so mind blowing to me. And I'm just so grateful that you all stumbled upon my TikTok page or if you are an OG listener before I got on TikTok. I just wanted to say thank you for following along and supporting and letting me be a part of your life and your career journey. So with that being said, I want to cordially invite you all to our Career Queen community on LinkedIn. I'm sure most of you are already on it, but it is called Career Queens from Girl Gaze Podcast on LinkedIn. And if you can't find it on LinkedIn, just tap the link in my bio on Instagram at Pod and I will accept you. I am not promoting this group, anywhere yet besides on TikTok Live and Instagram Stories and this podcast because I really want to keep it small so that we can all network horizontally. I mentioned this term on TikTok Live and I briefly just want to explain it to you all again. So when you think about networking, you may think about sliding into someone's LinkedIn DMs who is already super successful in their career and hopping on a call with them to hopefully get an opportunity from them or for them to become your mentor or just to learn more, right? Now, that is super, super important. It's literally how I met my current boss and mentor, but there is something to be said about networking horizontally too. When you network horizontally, you are connecting with people around your age and with people who have similar titles to you. I feel like a lot of you guys have been asking me if you should be networking with other interns, if you should be sliding into the LinkedIn DMs of other assistants, and the answer is yes. This is really important because you will be growing in your career alongside all of these other peers. So I definitely encourage you guys to turn on your post notifications in this LinkedIn group and make sure that you are taking the time to read through people's responses, respond to people, really form that community and that relationship. I'm not going to bombard you guys with a lot of posts. I'm just going to post Mondays and Wednesdays so that you guys can spend the rest of the week kind of catching up and also responding to other people. Another reason I'm kind of keeping this group on the DL is because I feel like I've seen so many LinkedIn chains on TikTok go viral. And like, I'm not trying to have this group have 5,000 members in it with random people who don't even listen to the podcast, who don't share the same values as us, you know? This LinkedIn group, will serve as a safe space for you. I want to normalize having career ups and downs because I know that LinkedIn can kind of get toxic sometimes if you are feeling down about where you are in your career because it's a highlight reel, honestly, for everyone. So if you are already in the group or if you are currently pulling up LinkedIn on your computer, you are fucking amazing. This group is going to be inspirational, relatable, and engaging, so we can all actually build genuine relationships that last. Oh, also, you guys will get first dibs on the Career Queen merch that will be dropping in a couple of months. Okay, enough LinkedIn talk. Let's get into passion projects. So the way this episode is going to work is in about one minute, I will walk you guys through 10 clear and concise steps to starting your very own passion project. And then after, I'm going to go into detail with all of the steps and provide you with concrete examples of how I completed them when I started University Girl Magazine in college and this podcast. Grab a notebook, grab a pen, let's get into it. Step one has three different parts to it. Part A is to discover your passion. Ask yourself, what do you love? Is it fashion, fitness, writing, celebrities, entertainment, beauty? There is so much and I really want you to challenge yourself to think, okay, what do I really enjoy doing? It's so important to make sure that you pick something that you're passionate about. So as you continue to build your own brand and your project, it doesn't feel like work. Part B is to pick a niche. This will come very easy once you think about what your passions are, but I would definitely hone in on one and be as specific as possible so that you don't overwhelm yourself with too many ideas at once. It might be hard to choose, but I promise this is the way to go. For example, take a look at my TikTok page. It is basically all career advice at this point. Obviously, I have other passions like fashion, but I really honed in and leaned into this one niche and was able to grow really quickly because of it. Now that I've established myself as an expert in that field, I feel like I'm able to pivot my content to expand to other passions of mine, like fashion but it's important to start out with one niche at first. Part C of step one is to pick a platform. Do you want to start a podcast, a blog, a campus magazine, a YouTube channel, a niche TikTok profile? Do you want to get into Instagram content creation with reels and guides? Someone on the TikTok Live from a couple of days ago asked for marketing passion project ideas, and I have a couple. One idea is to create a brand that lives on Instagram, and I have a couple of examples for you. One is outofoffice.network, another you all probably already follow, which is the Mayfair group. Another one is Care for you also, my account, Acro Pod. These are all really great examples, not trying to do my own horn, but like kind of, of how to build a brand on Instagram and really using a marketing mindset as you approach the content that you post there. My other idea is inspired by a TikTok page that showed up on my For You page the other day. I think it's a guy who runs it. He basically creates new album art for different singles and musicians. What I love about his passion project is that he doesn't just, you know, create these different album covers and then put it on a website or just share it on his Instagram. He also repurposes that content and creates a really engaging and awesome TikTok video and they have gained a lot of traction. So my idea is to create an awesome social media campaign or a billboard or a tagline for brands that you love. Take Glossier, for example, and repurpose that idea into an engaging TikTok. But do not pay attention to how many views you get or how many comments you get. Just make sure that you are doing this for yourself because with each campaign that you ideate for fun, you will be improving your skills. Oh, one more example of a passion project if you love designing things is to make a graphic design Instagram page, and this can also double as a portfolio. Okay, on to step two, which is to perform a competitive analysis. Do a deep dive into Instagram, in Google, on TikTok, and find which accounts have a similar niche to yours. These accounts will not only serve as massive inspiration for your own content, but will also inform you of what you can do better and how to differentiate yourselves from them. Step three is to brainstorm a name and the best way to gain inspiration for this is to write down words that you love. You can really find these words anywhere. If you're reading a book and you stumble upon a word that you love, jot it down. If you are on TikTok and you see a comment that you like, jot it down. If you're scrolling through Pinterest and you're reading quotes and mottos, just take note of it. Also make sure that you are paying close attention to boutique names, to Instagram captions, and always look up words on thesaurus and Google. Okay, step four might seem a little repetitive, but it is absolutely necessary. Brainstorm a few more name options and then ask your friends and family for feedback. The more you brainstorm, the more likely you will create a name that you absolutely adore. Okay, now here is a story time on how I did steps one through four for University Girl Magazine in college. I love telling the story. As a magazine journalism major, I had to take a graphic design course and I created a mock magazine for the final project. I called it Global Girl at the time. And as I dove headfirst into this project, I took a look at Syracuse's other student-run publications and realized that there wasn't a magazine for the college girl by the college girl. So I set out to create this gap in the market. I did not have the confidence right away to do it, but there was one pivotal moment that really made me think okay, I'm gonna do this. I came home from college my sophomore year, Thanksgiving break, and I remember I just wanted to sleep in until like noon every day, and my mom came in at like 8 a.m. one morning and was like, Taylor, I'm going out to Southampton, and Christina Cuomo is coming to the jewelry store. Side note, my parents own a jewelry store. Christina is an incredible editor who launched her own publication and she was meeting up with my parents to pitch her magazine to see if they would advertise. At first, I told my mom to get out of my room that I just wanted to continue sleeping. But after she left my bedroom, I got a gut feeling that I had to get myself up and go meet this woman. And I am literally so happy that I did. I really think there's something to be said about listening to your intuition because the moment that I met Christina, my outlook on my career and what I could accomplish completely changed. What I thought at the time would have been a quick chat turned into a two or three hour long conversation. It was absolutely insane that this amazing, successful editor and founder was taking the time to invest in my idea. She taught me the magazine essentials and we actually brainstormed the name University Girl together. The reason I went from Global Girl to University Girl is because Christina challenged me by asking, well, is your audience international? And I said, no, of course not, it's just for college girls specifically girls who went to Syracuse University. And the reason I'm telling you guys this is because when you think of your name, you have to keep your niche in mind. Next comes step five, which is designing a logo and creating an aesthetic for your new passion project and brand that you're starting. Sorry guys, that was totally Luna just whining in the back. I just had to go take her on a little walk. But at least like the bright side of that is Luna is finally communicating with me so that she doesn't make in my apartment anymore. So, (laughs) whoa. But a really great way to establish your aesthetic is by creating a Pinterest board or by finding other Instagram accounts that your visual eye gravitates toward. Okay, I think we're up to step six, which is writing a mission statement. This is super important because one, it'll go in your Instagram bio, and two, it will lead all of the content that you create so you can always stay on brand. The mission statement I wrote for University Girl was inspired by Cosmo's mission statement, which is Fun Fearless Females. My takeaway from Cosmopolitan Magazine's mission statement is that you always have to include adjectives to describe your audience. It's so funny. I have pitched this idea to so many people, including just being at the club fair and pitching it to students as well as pitching it to the school. So here it is. University Girl is a relatable and inspirational platform for college girls who aspire to be confident, fearless, career-oriented, and trend-setting. Step 7 is probably my favorite step because you get to be the most creative and this is where you really get to form your brand. So step 7 is compiling an ongoing list of ideas. After doing a lot of research, I decided that I really wanted to have three different verticals for the magazine. Verticals is the magazine term for sections. So University Girls' verticals were style, which is everything fashion and beauty related, and then feel good, which is everything health and fitness and mental health, and college life, which is basically anything the college girl would want to read, like how to stay organized and productive and dorm decor. I wanted to create a lifestyle magazine, so that's why the niche is not as specific as I mentioned in the first step. Also, a lot of people have been DMing me asking how I got the magazine approved on campus and got like other girls involved, so here's the little story behind that. I pitched the idea with one other girl to the Student Affairs Committee, and I remember sitting in Shine Student Center on campus, at a table with like eight other students. I have no clue why these eight students were chosen to like decide whether or not clubs got approved. I feel like that's kind of fucked up, honestly. And the reason I think it's fucked up is because they denied You Girl at first and not many people know that. And they came to that decision because they didn't think You Girl was different enough from the publications that already existed. At first I was definitely upset. I had put in a lot of time and effort preparing a pitch deck and practicing my presentation, but I didn't get discouraged at the end of the day by hearing no, because this rejection was actually a redirection that ultimately pushed me To clearly define the brand, the mission, the voice, and the aesthetic. So once I confidently differentiated my vision from the others that already existed on campus, I got Christina's feedback, I repitched it to the school, and then the head of the student affairs department told me that if I got the magazine director's approval, then I can go ahead and, you know, get budget to make this print magazine happen on campus. And luckily, I was in the magazine journalism program. So of course, the director said yes. And yeah, so then that no turned into a yes. From there, I recruited a team, and we produced one print magazine per semester in addition to a website and an Instagram. I can literally talk about this all day because we it was such an amazing experience and is honestly the reason why I think I landed my first job out of college at the New York Post, because when I interviewed, I came in, I had my resume, and then I also had the magazine, and I go, hi, here's my magazine, (laughs) hire me. (laughs) But I wanna make sure that I get to steps eight through 10. So I think I'm gonna do like a little Q&A on Instagram stories soon. I just loved it all. And the craziest part about it is that I not only spent two and a half years building the You Girl brand on campus, but I also built a community of passionate like-minded women and It's still there at Syracuse. It's such a crazy feeling that I have left my legacy there. And it's so insane to think that if I would have listened to that student affairs committee who told me I could not start this magazine, I would have never started it. So if you have not started a passion project yet because of something that someone has told you, I need you to back up and change your perspective. If someone tells you no, use that to fuel your fire and fucking do it. If you've made it this far into the podcast, I know you can, you want it, it's clear to me. Step eight is to clearly define your voice. Do you want to be serious? Do you want to be casual, conversational? Do you want to use emojis in your captions? Do you want to write in complete sentences instead? So when you complete your competitive analysis of other brands who have a similar niche to you, definitely pay attention to their voice and how they write their captions and how they write their blog posts. Also think about your own language for your brand. So for example, I call you girls, girl gazers, and I just coined the term Career Queen, also hashtag career queen shit. So all of those terms have become a part of the Girl Gay's dictionary in a way. Step nine literally helped me so much when I was starting this podcast. And it's kind of random, but I swear by it. Join a Facebook group to learn more information from others with similar passion projects to you. If you want to start a podcast, joined She Podcasts. I remember I would just like go through the Facebook group and scroll back and ask questions. And it was super, super helpful. And everyone is like super supportive also in there. And honestly, this Facebook group was more helpful than Google and it's so crazy because I don't even use Facebook anymore besides joining that group. And once you've completed all of this, it leads you to step 10, start creating, and don't be afraid to ask your friends, your family, and your mentors for feedback. Do not wait until you think you know everything to get started. And do not wait until you think it's absolutely perfect. Publish it, share it, create, You will never know everything and i think the most valuable experience comes from learning on the way that is exactly what i did with the magazine and with the podcast when i first started the podcast i actually postponed it for months because I was like, oh, I don't know enough. Oh, I didn't do enough planning, X, Y, Z, until I was like, you know what? This is taking too long. Like I just have to start it already. And I'm so glad that I did because I learned so much. And even if you scroll all the way back on the Instagram page, you can see the design evolution and the aesthetic evolution through the years. And I would have never gotten to the point that I have today if I waited. So you guys are probably wondering how I came up with the name Girl Gaze Pod. So here it is. I knew that I wanted to include the word girl because I felt like it was an ode to university girl. And I decided to go with gaze for two reasons. First, I love alliteration. And second, the podcast is technically from my gaze, AKA my point of view okay now let's talk logo i am obsessed with my logo and with the cover art and when i say obsessed i mean like obsessed with the star emoji around it but i will say i did not personally design that logo i provided creative direction to a girl who i used to work on the magazine with in college and we created the typography girl gaze together and then she also helped me create the glasses around it and i decided to go with the glasses because you gaze through glasses you look at things through glasses so it made sense and really related to the title there's a siren going on outside i don't know if you can hear that but that's new york for you And then for the cover art, I honestly did not know what direction I wanted to go in at first. I thought I wanted to have a photo shoot of some sort, but like, I really don't like being in front of the camera. And it's so funny that I say that because my TikTok is like all of my face, but you guys know that like, I don't really get dolled up for those. So I don't like look that good Loki. Um, but I ended up stumbling upon, Some girls like graphic design Instagram account and she had such a clear visual identity and aesthetic that I really vibed with and so I DM'd her, I paid her, and then she drew a portrait of me and then I threw the logo with the glasses that I created with my other friend on top and bam, that's how I created my cover art. I feel like I really want to create either like an Instagram post or a TikTok or an Instagram story about this process because i want you guys to know that it it is attainable to create a really amazing logo and like piece of cover art even if you're not a designer you just have to know what you want and how to give creative direction what else is there oh when you guys start your passion projects i really want you to challenge yourself to view it as an extension of your personal brand so think about the fonts you want to use. Think about the photo editing that you want to use. Think about the colors that you want to use. Clearly, mine is pink, but I have since then branched out. I'm getting a little risky. I have blue and purple now in my like girl gaze color scheme. But also picking colors will help you establish like a sense of consistency across your social platforms. I'm going to do an Instagram story Q&A so that you guys can ask any follow-up questions you have. So after you listen to this episode, head over there, ask me anything. But I wanna leave you with this. You should pursue a passion project because I really do believe everyone needs to have a creative outlet that you do for fun. You will learn so many new skills, put the skills you already have into practice and improve like crazy. And this one is obvious, but I need to remind you, this is a crazy resume booster. It's COVID, it's really tough to land an internship and a job right now. So starting something on your own that you are really passionate about will make you stand out as an applicant when you are applying to places and interviewing. Pursuing a passion project shows that you are ambitious, you have a creative mind, you have an eagerness to learn, and you're not afraid to put yourself out there. And I think those are qualities that career queens possess. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you are a fucking career queen. So let's go, guys get started on your passion project, and don't get all overwhelmed, right? I split this entire process up into 10 steps, and step one is pick your niche. So go down each of the steps, and as you get there, you will build your brand and your project, and I cannot wait to see what you all accomplish. Stay tuned for a LinkedIn thread so that I can see what you guys are working on. Before I head out, I always just want to end with a gaze goal of the week, which is a realistic self-care goal. And this week, guys, I need to get my nails done. My gel manicure has been on for way too long. My nails are bothering me at this point And... This is a necessary self-care thing that I need to take care of immediately. I always end each episode with a realistic self-care goal because I want to remind you, yes, you can be career-oriented, yes, you can pursue your dreams and pursue a passion project, but at the end of the day, your mental health is just as important as your success. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a written review on iTunes and follow along at Girl Gaze I have some amazing content coming your way. And also shoot me that follow on TikTok if you haven't already. It's just my name, at Taylor Bradford. So no episode is going to be released next week just because it's the inauguration and I want to be respectful of everyone. So next episode will be released in two weeks. Talk soon, girl gazers. And in the meantime, go pursue that passion project.